Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's news talk station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. I know it's starting off wet and humid and muggy and not the perfect day, but we'll make it the perfect day. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for getting up with us or going to bed with us, depending on why you're tuning in at this time. And we've got a lot that we can talk about today. Later on in the eight o'clock hour, we'll be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. We'll be turning on the light just a day late because Jack had some other things going on yesterday, but he's going to join us today. We'll talk about a number of issues going on in and around the city including his column last week about how the Massachusetts School Building Authority is spending a lot of money building schools, new schools in the suburbs where the schools that they're replacing are only about 50 to 60 years old when here in New Bedford, we still have school buildings that are 100 plus years old. You know, they're building a new centralized kitchen to serve the schools that don't have their own cafeterias because they're so old, they they didn't put cafeterias in them. Because in those days of the neighborhood schools, kids, kids would go home for lunch. They didn't need to have a cafeteria. But that's just one of the many things that is the issue with some of these older schools. When Jack joins us, he'll talk with us about some of it, some of the things that he wrote about in his column and maybe some of the things that he saw that he didn't write about. And uh, and we'll talk about why it is that the suburbs get new schools, but not New Bedford. And granted, New Bedford has gotten a couple, but Jack explains how those came to be and why other schools are not being replaced in his column at newbedfordlight.org. So we'll talk about that later on with him and other issues as well. We'll take your phone calls throughout the course of the morning, 508-996-0500. You can also send us text messages via app chat on the WBSM app. You can also send us open line voicemails through the WBSM app. If you want to record yourself and send that in to us, we can play it on the air. And of course, wouldn't be 610 in the morning if I didn't give you your Daily Bear update. Now, the Daily Bear updates are going to be less frequent for a couple of reasons. One, the bear that was mainly lumbering its way through the south coast appears to have moved on. Appears to have gone back out west. And what we are dealing with is the, and I'm going to call, I'm going to put air quotes, radio air quotes around this, the Plymouth Carver bear. Because I think there may be more than one in that area. 
based on the high frequency of sightings and some of the photos I've seen, they don't necessarily look like the same bear. But we had a, a bear appearance in Carver over the weekend that we wrote about at WBSM.com and on the app. You can read the article and see the video of when a bear crashed a bridal shower. And it's worth watching the video just because it's so fun to see the bear walk his way into the, into the party, look around. And then when all the, the women start screaming, he's like, uh, nope. And he goes and he climbs over the fence, turns around and smiles at them as he's leaving. So it's, it's definitely worth seeing. I, we just had a call at 508-996-0500. Call or call back. I just, just had to give the bear update. And then you heard Kate mention in the news in Arlington yesterday morning, schools were delayed. A one-hour school delay because they saw the bear out and about. And, okay, I get wanting people to be cautious, I get wanting people to stay away from the bear. But was there really a need to have a one-hour delay at school because the bear was around? If there's a bunch of kids at the bus stop, the bear's not going to come over and bother them. Or maybe the bear was close to the school, and that's what they were concerned about. He's not going to go near a school with a whole bunch of kids yelling. That seems a little extreme to me. To have a one-hour delay over a bear. But whatever. It's probably the last week of school. They're not really doing anything anyway. I don't think anybody really cared. I mean, if, if, if the bear walked by the studio window right now, I'd, I'd probably wave. I, I might, might take a photo or a little video, but I'd probably wave. Say, have a good day, bear. He's probably listening on the WBSM app. But I don't think we need to start shutting down schools or delaying schools over a bear sighting. If, if he can walk right through a bridal shower with no problem, granted, not the same bear, but if a bear can walk through the bridal shower with no issues, if a bear can be swimming alongside people at Destin Beach, Florida, as we saw in the video that came out over the weekend, I don't know that we need to delay school an hour for the bear. And I don't know that the bear would even want to go near that amount of people. I'm sure there are some kids who wait at the bus stop by themselves. And that might be a little bit more concerning, but the, Bears aren't out hunting people. They're looking for a mate and they're looking for food. They don't eat people. They don't mate with people. So we'll be all right. I guess I guess better safe than sorry, especially when it's the last week of school, right? Who cares if kids miss an hour the last week? 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. I just have a comment about the schools in the suburbs mm -hmm. versus the schools in the city. What does that tell you about schools that were built, say, in the 70s? Is that what the story said, 70s, or was it 60s? Some in the 60s, some in the 70s. 
as far as quality of workmanship. Because mm-hmm. when you look at some of the older schools, I realize that they, you know, a lot of them have to be, um, I guess you call it retrofitted for things like um, internet and whatever. But the, the basic construction of the school, I think, was better. Yeah, and I think and the, the workmanship in those buildings is something to be marveled at in today's day and age. And, and I think we got to keep in mind too that if these schools, you know, that are the the ones that do close down, what are they doing with those buildings? They're turning the outside shell into apartments. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. keeping the same structure of the building. They're just modifying the inside of it. Right, right. I can tell you, I went to to, to Wareham High, and I was the so the 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 grade before me was the first group to go to that school. So when I went in as freshman, the that would have made it, what, the second year that it was open? Does that make sense? Okay, yep. So, and then about 25 years later, maybe a little bit less, I'm covering sports for the Standard Times. Actually, probably about 20 years later. I'm covering sports for the Standard Times. And the volleyball team can't have a volleyball game because they got rained out inside the gym. Oh, no. The gym roof leaked so bad that they had buckets all over the gym floor to try to keep the floor from getting warped and ruined. And mm-hmm. they couldn't play games in the gym because the roof leaked so bad on right. a building that was about 20 years old. Yeah, I think that's true of, um, you know, a lot of those buildings that were constructed around that time. Um, I also think that, uh, like I taught in Fairhaven at one of the um, old schools, the Rogers School that mm-hmm. is now closed, but that school has beautiful bones i mean it would take a lot of money to restore it It has a slate roof which is you know not terribly practical but as far as inside the spaciousness of the rooms um gorgeous gorgeous when when fairhaven had a a, a, quite a while ago now because i was doing my saturday morning show they had the oxford school and the rogers school auctions where people mm-hmm. could go in and they could buy up the stuff that was inside the school. And I, I went through both schools, but the the Rogers School just astounded me about how beautiful it was inside. And like you it, said, spacious classrooms, plenty of uh, plenty of natural lighting. Yeah, it, it was a beautiful school. And um, I'm not old enough to have taught when the third floor auditorium was being used. But that has, I believe, original woodwork up in that on that third floor. And they used to have... Um, pageants there because I believe um, for a long uh, time they still stored the camels from the nativity that was put on every year. The art teacher had made these giant like paper mache camels. I'm sure they're gone now. I'm sure they were like a bit of a fire hazard after all those years. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was, it's a beautiful upstairs. So when I went through for the auction, I saw one of the most touching things that I ever saw what do you think everybody that went into that building wanted the most out of that building? Gee, I don't know. Doorknobs? That's a good guess. But what everybody wanted more than anything were the coat hooks in the hallway. The coat oh. hook that would have been their hook when they went to school there. They were in oh. there taking those out and, and buying those. And, of course, I, I, I don't even know if they were even bothering to charge them at that point because, like, just everybody wanted them. It was so nice to see. Yeah. That, that's great. It was a wonderful place to work. The, the staff was wonderful, and we all kind of grew up there. Like, we were all hired as young teachers, and we went through our lives together. So it was a special place. Well, I'm glad that you have those memories. Yeah, and great parents, a great neighborhood, too. Yeah, and, and I think to this day, like, a lot of those people are still, 
either in that neighborhood or connected to that neighborhood based on what I saw when I was there. I don't know if maybe they came from miles away to, to come and, and take part in this, but it just seemed like a, it did seem like a real sense of community. Yeah, it, it really does have. And I think um, there was something that was mentioned somewhere about Rogers School, um, and there was a cleanup maybe on the playground because they do have that toy, you know, the big toy. Mm-hmm. And I think the neighborhood kids can play on it. And I believe that um, a lot of the parents who um, had kids who went to Rogers School were involved in cleaning up. Yeah, and I thought I thought I heard something that, that was part of the discussions they were having with potential developers was keeping that available to the to the neighborhood right right so i hope it gets used for something yeah and i hope that it does become you know part of the neighborhood instead of just something that people have to live with in their neighborhood something that can be an actual part of the neighborhood yeah i always thought a nice museum would be great there but i guess there's like a lot with handicapped accessibility yeah but there really should be a rogers museum shouldn't there oh i think so I know, I know that they do a lot with the uh, historical society there, the the, um, the tourism department of tourism. But they really need to. He he deserves his own museum for all that he gave to the to the town. I agree. That library is the, one of the most beautiful I've ever been in. I I recently went in the town hall for the first time, um, mm-hmm. into the auditorium. I filmed a, an episode of of the TV show that they do there with with Charlie Murphy. And when I when I went into the auditorium, I was blown away by how how ornate it was and how beautiful it was. Yes, yeah. I think I saw some, like, production that they had at that town hall auditorium. It is beautiful. And and then I saw someone posted a photo of, uh, Jim Casey actually posted a photo of the old Rogers Mansion, which is no longer there, but seeing seeing right, how ornate... that went down in the fire. That was... I've never seen anything as beautiful as that, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a, a gentleman who... Who really cared about, and you got to think about this too. Yeah, you can look at it as this is a rich person's ego wanting to have, you know, a rich person's home or a rich person's mm-hmm. church or whatever. But he also was saying this town deserves something this beautiful. Exactly, exactly. I don't know if you watch um, Houses with History. No. Um, it's on HGTV. You might want to check that out. Very interesting program. I think it's a local uh, couple from Plimpton. But they did Henry Huddleston Rogers' potting shed. Mm-hmm. That's a private home now. And they showed, you know, a little bit about the history. Um, they showed what, you know, what they had done with the house. It was, it was, it's a very interesting show. I think you'd like it. There's a comedy. There's history. There's a little bit of, like, you know, design. I will have to check that out. And also, okay. I wished someday to be so wealthy that my potting shed could be someone's home. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, th- thank you so much for the call today. You're welcome. You Bye. have a good morning. And you too. 508-996-0500 if you want to take part in the discussion. But, yes, I mean, when I first started, because, you know, I'm not from the area originally. I've I've been in the Wareham area for over 30 years now. But I grew up in Plymouth and in Sandwich and in Randolph. and in, So I didn't really know a lot about the history around here. It wasn't something that I learned about in school. And so when I started working for the Standard Times and I had the opportunity to write local history pieces and certainly when I got involved in the paranormal because my interests in, in, in ghosts and all that stuff really just stems from my love of history. And so as I'm learning about Henry Huddleston Rogers and all that he's done, I mean... It's incredible to look at, I mean, I, I can't think of anybody else who gave that much to their community. 
or at least without having some sort of, you know, expectations or strings attached to it, but but not with Henry Rogers, no. And so what, one of the things that I always push when I'm out talking about this area and, and the paranormal side of it is, you know, that you had that sense of community back then that I don't know that you would ever have today. If somebody came along and was as, as successful as Henry Rogers, what did he or she create? as much as he created for this town. So anyway, 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Welcome back in 508-996-0500. We're going to be going into the newsroom in just a few moments with Kate Robinson. But after that, we can take your phone calls. Don't forget, too, we will have Jack Spillane joining us in the 8 o'clock hour for turning on the light. And I also want to let you know about something else that's coming up this week. Uh, Mayor John Mitchell will be holding his office hours. You know that he, he normally picks a restaurant somewhere in the city where residents can come out and talk to him about anything they want. If they have complaints, if they want to see something fixed, if they want to find out more about some projects that are going on. So Mayor Mitchell will be holding office hours this week on Wednesday at Alianza Restaurant located at 98 Cove Street this Wednesday from 530 to 730. So head on by Alianza this Wednesday from 530 to 730 to take part in Mayor Mitchell's office hours. So if Alianza is your office, you're doing pretty well especially with all the great food that they have there. So uh, you can go over there, you can meet with the mayor, and you can have yourself something delicious to eat. I know Kate's a big fan of Alianza. Absolutely. Actually, isn't Alianza where we had the discussion where we said, we need, to, we need to talk to Kate Robinson and see if she wants to join us? Well, I'm not sure because I wasn't at that discussion, but I do know we, we t- spoke about bringing Phil Devitt on board there. Okay, that was the conversation. Yes. We, yeah. we must have talked about you somewhere else. We talk about <laughs> you a lot. Place. We talk yeah. about you a lot when you don't when you're not aware of, of it. Course. When your ears are ringing, that's us. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean we've had a lot of great meals over there over over the years, and uh, and mm-hmm. I think that uh, if you're going to have to go, you know, tell the mayor uh, some complaint that you have about something, being able to wash that down with some delicious Alianza food makes your complaining a lot easier to handle. Sure. All right. Let's go into the newsroom with Kate Robinson. At least six people were killed in an overnight Russian missile attack in the central Ukrainian city of Krivri, the hometown of President Volodymyr Zelensky. Rescuers scrambled to retrieve people believed trapped under the rubble on Tuesday. A regional governor said the strike involving cruise missiles hit a five-story residential building which was engulfed in fire. Crevery's mayor said the death toll had risen to at least six and seven people were feared trapped under the rubble. Authorities initially said at least two dozen people were wounded. 
Meanwhile, the death toll from flooding caused by a dam breach in a Russian-occupied part of the country has reached 17. This as Ukrainian forces have started an offensive against the Russian occupiers. French President Emmanuel Macron hosts German and Polish leaders in a meeting to discuss a possible route to NATO membership for Ukraine. In Paris, Ross Cullen says Ukraine is trying to step up its efforts to push back Russian forces from inside its territory. The meeting comes as Ukraine's counteroffensive appears to be continuing with modest success amid reports of a fourth village being recaptured from Russian forces on Monday, though the government in Kiev is yet to officially announce the start of a formal drive to try to retake swathes of land from Russia in the east and south of Ukraine. The French, German and Polish leaders will discuss plans for a possible Ukraine peace summit, which could also be held in July. Roscullen, Paris. The White House says President Biden wants to make sure his administration does not politicize the Department of Justice. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters Monday that Biden respects the agency's independence and the rule of law. Those comments come after the federal indictment of former President Trump for allegedly refusing to return classified materials he took with him upon leaving the White House in 2021. Police in Miami are preparing for former President Trump's arraignment in federal court this afternoon. Police Chief Manuel Morales says they're prepared to handle crowds of up to 50,000 people. This comes as both supporters of the former president and those who oppose him are planning protests outside the federal courthouse. The Denver Nuggets are the 2023 NBA champions. They defeated the Miami Heat 94-89 in Game 5 of the NBA Finals at Ball Arena to win their first title in franchise history. Nikola Jokic led the way with 28 points and 16 rebounds to close out the series. The mother of a six-year-old who shot his teacher in Virginia has pleaded guilty to federal charges. Matt McClure reports. On Monday, Deja Taylor pleaded guilty to one count of being an illegal drug user while possessing a firearm and one count of making false statements to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. An investigation found both narcotics and marijuana in her home, along with loose ammunition and no way to secure firearms. In January, her son shot his first grade teacher, Abby Zwerner, inside her classroom. Taylor could face a maximum penalty of 25 years in prison and is scheduled to be sentenced later this year. I'm Matt McClure. Artificial intelligence researchers are risking their mental and emotional health. That's according to the American Psychological Association, which says researchers feel socially disconnected at work because of the sudden changes of working with AI. It also found employees working with AI are more likely to suffer from insomnia and alcoholism. Actor Treat Williams is dead at the age of 71. Williams, who was the star of Everwood and Hair, died Monday afternoon in a motorcycle accident. His agent, Barry McPherson, confirmed the news with People magazine, saying a car cut him off while Williams was trying to make a turn. And a woman is recovering after waking up inside a coffin at her own funeral. It happened Friday in Ecuador, where mourners were gathered to say goodbye to 76-year-old Bella Montoya, declared dead from cardiorespiratory arrest. That diagnosis was a bit premature as she started banging against the side of the coffin. Medics quickly administered aid and later determined she suffered from catalepsy, a condition that causes a trance-like state, slower 
for bodily functions and body rigidity. Her son calls it a miracle from God and said his mother is stable and on oxygen. In sports, the Red Sox lost to the Colorado Rockies 4-3. Next game tonight at 7-10. Now for your local forecast from ABC6. We're going to stay mostly cloudy for the day today, but we do have some spot showers that could be passing through the area this afternoon. We're reaching a high of 74 degrees. Overnight tonight, we'll get down to 54. And for tomorrow, rain and thunderstorms developing in the afternoon with highs reaching 74. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 63 degrees and drizzling. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. It doesn't really have the same musical quality to it that uh, that Jenny's phone number has. It's not quite 8675309, but 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and take part in the discussion. So I want to talk about something that happened yesterday in the city, apparently. And I want to get your take on this a little bit as well. So... Yesterday, a post went up on Facebook that kind of went locally viral. A woman took this post that was a screenshot of a Snapchat post and shared it on her Facebook page. And on her Facebook page, it got, at the time that I wrote the article, over a thousand shares. That means that over a thousand people saw this post and reshared it which you know i that's pretty significant and out of that thousand shares i mean that's also how many people just shared that from this woman's original post that doesn't include the number of people who might have downloaded the image and then uploaded it themselves because not everybody shares things Sometimes when people see something on on Facebook that they want to share, instead of hitting that share button and sharing the original post, they download it themselves and then upload it for a variety of different reasons, mostly for attention. Sometimes because they don't know the original poster, so you know they don't want to be sending people back to their page because who knows what else could be on their page. Sometimes it could be because you know they they don't want to risk posting something that the original poster takes down and then they have to go and answer the questions of what was this? I can't see this. What was supposed to be here? But this post was a screenshot of a 
RV that appears to be parked down at West Beach in New Bedford. And I analyzed this photo. I'll give credit where credit is due. It was Kristen who works with us here who brought this to my attention and she showed me the photo and she said, that's definitely New Bedford. And she pointed out, you know, where the, where the factory, the, the Kilburn Mill is. She pointed out where the entrance to Hazelwood Park is. She pointed out the blue lane. And I looked at it and I said, yeah, absolutely. But then as I was writing the story, the more I looked at this photo, I had some questions. The entrance to, the, to Hazelwood Park or it doesn't look like it's in the area of an actual entrance, but it's where there's, it looks like a runoff, but there's a crosswalk that crosses West Rodney French Boulevard and allows you to walk up into the park. And then also the blue lane, the blue line doesn't appear to be there. And the crosswalk doesn't appear to be there. And the background with the Kilburn Mill in the background and the, and the bathhouse doesn't look exactly right. And so I super analyzed this photo. And my fault for, for getting to this too late last night that I didn't just get in the car and drive down to that area to try to compare. I was trying to compare based on a 2019 Google Maps photo and what was in the RV photo. And then finally, I admitted to myself, you know what? It's probably changed a little bit in four years as they've been making a lot of improvements down there. I'm overthinking it. It looks like New Bedford. It's probably New Bedford. So all of that aside, what's in this post is the photo of this RV. And again, this is from Snapchat. So somebody put text over the photo and that text reads, Somebody just came up to me at the beach telling me to watch the lady in this camper because she's been trying to get little kids in there. There's a man with her as well. So just be careful, y'all, and tell a friend and to tell a friend. She made it a point to go right beside my kids to play with sand as if she ain't grown. SMH, which stands for shake my head. Repost, we don't play that. So, again... It looks like New Bedford. I can't verify that it's definitely New Bedford, but it certainly appears to be. This person apparently left this camper and was talking to kids, allegedly trying to get kids to go into the camper. Now, when stories like this happen and we catch wind of them, we reach out to the police. If you remember last year, there was the story that there were people going into the Target and Wareham that were trying to abduct kids and that parents had reached out to the Wareham police and the police said, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, this struck me as odd and I reached out to the Wareham police and they said they had no idea about this. Nobody had told them. They had no reports of this. They had not made a comment to anybody about it. So the whole thing was a hoax. And what we are learning, and, and Kristen is our resident sleuth. She is great at this. She helps a lot with, with digging into things. And what she noticed is that a lot of these posts for different things that people are reporting happening in the area are actually memes that are being slightly altered to make it look like they're local and then getting everybody all up in arms. I don't think that's the case in this photo, because like I said, it looks too much like New Bedford. Now, normally I would have taken the license plate and blurred it out. 
because we can't accuse somebody of of a crime if they're not actually doing anything. But the license plate was blurry anyway. I left it as is. And the question is, you know, are you accusing someone of committing a crime? And I looked at this and I said, there, there is no actual implication of a, of a crime here. They didn't say this person took kids into their camper. They just said this person is trying to get kids to go into their camper. And I reached out to the police department and Lieutenant Scott Carolla, the spokesperson for the police department, said that they hadn't received any complaints about this. And that they went down there upon my request, they had patrol units go over there and check it out. Not my request to have them go check it out, but my request for information, if they had any information, they actually sent the patrol units over there and there was no camper at that time. Now, this apparently was posted in the morning possibly even over the weekend, but this per- the person who shared it on Facebook caught wind of it yesterday. But people have reported seeing this camper around. And there's some accusations that it's, it's folks who plug into a gas station overnight and then leave before the gas station opens. So I looked at it as, okay, if this person is talking to kids where they shouldn't be, well, maybe this this post will make them think, okay, we should probably stop being so friendly to kids because it's making people uncomfortable. But that if there is something nefarious going on, and again, we don't have any proof of that, but hopefully this scares those people away. And at the very least, it makes people vigilant to keep an eye on their kids. Now, the, as I said, the police don't have any reports of it, which is odd because if you look at, you know, I tried to read the comments and the shares and the comments on the shares and all that. And people are like, oh, yeah, I was down there. I saw them. I, I called the police and I reported it. Well, the police don't have any record of that. And there's this whole, like, conspiracy theory in with some of the comments of, well, you know, you tell the police about this stuff and they don't do anything about it. And that does not sound like the New Bedford Police Department I know or any police department that I know. That somebody would warn them, call them and complain that there's somebody who is, you know, approaching children, trying to lure them into an RV. They're going to send officers over there to investigate that if they get that phone call. And it would be something that all the officers were talking about. And Lieutenant Carolla would know about it. So it, it, it doesn't seem plausible to me that people called the police. It's just people posturing on social media. But be vigilant. Keep an eye out. If you see this RV and the people in it, don't harass them. But maybe just let the police know, hey, I saw that RV that people were, were um, apprehensive about. And, and maybe you should go and talk to the folks that are in it. 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. Be back in a few. And welcome back in. Hey, Baco's Bank is reminding all of our young entrepreneurs that it's time to brand your stand for Lemonade Day South Coast. Let everyone know where you will be on Saturday, June 24th by putting your stand on our digital map. 
Add your stand name, hours in operation, menu items, and more at LemonadeDay.org slash South Coast. Dozens of kids have already put their stand on the map, like the Sour Brothers in New Bedford and the Betancourt Boys in Fairhaven. And Lemonade Day is made possible with community support from JT Realty Insurance Group, Precise Inc., and Somerset Country Wine and Spirits. So again, if you're taking part in Lemonade Day South Coast, make sure that you get your stand registered at LemonadeDay.org slash South Coast so that we can make sure we send everybody to your lemonade stand on Saturday, June 24th for Lemonade Day. And again, I'm sorry I'm not going to be around that day to drink all the lemonade, so you're going to have to have a couple hundred cups for me. There's a, lo- there's a lot of restrooms, public restrooms, along the, along the way as you're going around the Lemonade Day map. I promise you that. All right, got to take one final break in the hour. We'll be back in a few moments. And coming up, we're going to be going into the newsroom. Kate Robinson will give us all of the local headlines following ABC News. And when we come back on the other side, we can get your reaction to it at 508-996-0500 or via app chat on the WBSM app or... Leave an open line voicemail on the WBSM app. Uh, Lots of ways to get involved in the conversation. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Jack Spillane will join us for Turning on the Light a Day Late. Uh, Jack had some things going on yesterday, so he's going to join us this morning. And we will talk about that article, that column that he wrote last week about the Massachusetts School Building Authority not helping New Bedford replace its 100-year-old-plus, in some cases, schools but instead replacing schools in the suburbs that are only 50, 60 years old. And as the caller said earlier, well, what does that tell you about the quality of work 120 years ago versus 50 years ago? And that is actually a valid point, but also what does it say about why they're not prioritizing helping? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.